I'm always just so, so blessed to be here. Um, I look out and I see people who I met four years ago, uh, people I met today, and I'm just like, God, it's so good. Um, and I know, I think the first time I came and spoke here, I talked about um, some of the shame that I wrestle with on like a daily basis. Um, and I think every time I come here, uh, it feels like there's just like a cloak that's lifted off. The cloak of shame is just like lifted off of my life because I come into this presence. So I want to say um, thank you to you guys for that. Um, I know the Holy Spirit works in this place and it's seriously so amazing. Um, so I'm just, I'm happy to be back. I'm so thankful to be back um, and have the opportunity to come speak again. It's been uh, a couple months, I guess, since I've been been here, um, but I'm excited for to kick off this first or this next series. I think we're doing it for the whole month. Yep. Uh, it's called the power of gratitude. So I'm doing part one, um, and I think gratitude is one of those things that I don't know. It's 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 hard to to find at some at some points, and sometimes it's so easy. It comes so easy to us. Um, and I, I just graduated last December um, from college, and I'm now in the workplace. I'm in like in the corporate world, and it's weird. It's really weird. I say that. Um, but for the first time in my life, I think I've uh, kind of discovered what. What the Bible talks about and what Jesus was talking about when he says uh, things like don't do this as the world does or, or don't live like the world does um, because I've come like face to face with um, things like like gossip like true gossip um, slander hopelessness um, unloving spirits and, and people who are truly, truly without God. And I think that um, was a surprise to me, was a shock to me. I don't know. I guess I grew up, I mean, I just like, grew up going to school, playing sports and doing things. And I wasn't ever really in the true workplace that I worked. Um, but man, like, people are so without hope. And it's heartbreaking, to be honest. Um, but I've discovered that uh, all of this probably comes from a place in our hearts, whether it's gossip, slander, hopelessness, uh, comes from a place in our hearts where um, we don't necessarily trust God. And whether you know God or you don't, whether you don't know God, it's all of these things that kind of... Um, dictate our life in a negative way are because we don't really trust God. Um, and what I call that is a um, reactive culture rather than an active culture. And I think I've heard this metaphor like in sports or something where you, you become uh, a, a thermometer versus a thermostat. Mm -hmm. And a thermometer, a thermometer is something that all it does is tell you the temperature. All, that's all it can do. It can't really do anything but say what the temperature is. And a thermostat, that's a person or 
thing that dictates what the temperature is. So they say, I mean, it, it actually physically can change the temperature to high or low. And when, it's, when we're talking about people, they're people who actually can dictate the culture. So when you walk into whatever room you walk into, whatever, whatever environment you walk into, you tell the culture or the environment how it's going to be. And that can happen, I mean, you can be a person who doesn't know Jesus, and you can do that, absolutely, but it's not going to be love that you change the culture with. But I think uh, as Christians and as people who follow Jesus and start to become more like him, I think we become more like a thermostat and that we can dictate the culture with love. And so that's what I want to talk about today, um, becoming thermostat versus thermometer people. Um, and I have notes, but uh, to be honest, I don't know where this is going to go. I really feel like <laughs> the Holy Spirit's going to come and take over today. Um, so it could be really short, it could be really long, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I do want to pray um, and invite the Holy Spirit in because for that very reason. So, um, Father, I just want to come before you this morning and thank you for who you are, um, who you are in our lives, each of us individually, um, and as a corporate body, who you are, um, and how you lead us. And, and Father, I want to thank you for every person in this room um, who's here, maybe for the first time or for the hundredth time. Uh, and I want to thank you for each and every one of their hearts. And uh, Father, I just ask that as I speak today, um, you would open up our hearts, open up my heart especially, um, to hear what, what you want to say and the Holy Spirit that you would come in stir us up a little bit more um, and um, draw us closer to you. So Jesus, we just we pray all of this in, in your name. Um, we come before the throne in your name, the name that uh, conquered the whole world and um, loves us through and through. Amen. So thermostat versus thermometer people. Like I said, there's people who can dictate the culture and people who are just kind of swayed by the culture and kind of just move along, don't really, um, are always reacting to things. And oftentimes when we react to things, we do it in very, um, I'm not going to say emotional way, because I really like emotions, but like emotional in a negative way, I guess, where you, you do it in such a hasty way and it's just like, the whole world is falling apart, like a chicken middle, and uh, like the sky is falling. You know? Like we we start to do that because we don't know how to trust. I don't think. And the power of gratitude, um, Thanksgiving, I guess, in and of itself. Uh, Thanksgiving can't happen unless you have a heart that trusts. Not in my life. It can't happen in my life. I'll say that. So I want to I want to um, 
through a couple of things that, uh, just some things to, to think about, some things that maybe if you want to write these down, um, or write down the three headings, to remind yourself whenever your ungratefulness or complain, complaining or um, where, where you just have a heart that's kind of unthankful, um, just to remind yourself of, of these things. And so the first one is who? You know, when things happen in our life, I think we, uh, when good things happen, I guess we, we tend to think that it's probably because we did something good. And when bad things happen, we probably think it's because God's mad at us or something. That's, I guess that's what I tend to think I'm, I'm getting over that, though. So, but I want to I wanna ask and I want to lead us into this uh, idea that we can shift that. We can change what we believe when good things and bad things happen, good and bad things, quote unquote, happen to us. That's a good mustache. Right? You know, when something good good happens, uh, we may feel fortunate and excited, but we we may not always connect the dots that that's probably a gift from God. You know, and when bad things happen, again, we may not always connect the dots that that's not something from God. And so I want to I wanna direct us and maybe throw the idea into our minds that this is something I really, really, really need to um, embrace as well. But when anything happens in our life, I think the best thing we can do is turn to the Father. Whether it's good or bad, because this this life that we live um, on Earth is rather short um, compared to eternity. I guess it's short in general, but this whole life that we get to live, eternity and just this uh, finite life on Earth, is about a relationship with the Father. And like, that's the whole point of, of life. And I don't think. We quite grasp that on a day-to-day -day basis. I don't. I mean, I know we don't. But the whole point of life is this relationship with God. And so, whether things are going right in your eyes or wrong in your eyes, there's always an opportunity to turn to the Father with whatever's going on. That's the first point. Who do we turn to? We turn to the What, when things are going right or when things are going wrong, the power of gratitude says we can, we can thank Him for anything, you know, big or small. There's, there's small things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. There's large things too, but I think one of the the most revealing signs of a true um, follower of, of Jesus or a heart after God is that they're thankful. You know, and that's, uh, I'll get to that in just a few minutes, I guess. But what? We can, we can be thankful for the large miracles, the, the uh, times when the doctor's result comes back, and it's, it's good news. We can be thankful when traffic isn't crazy 
It's not really crazy when you get some realistic. But in Bismarck, I mean, it can get crazy. Um, but it can, it can get crazy here in Bismarck, I'm sure, on, on a Monday or any day of the week, I guess. But uh, we can be thankful when traffic is going our way. Or we can be thankful when the weather outside, when it's not snowing in the middle or the beginning of November. I'm thankful for that. Though I am ready for Christmas, I'll tell you that. So we can be thankful for all those things, and we can be thankful when it's snowing outside, and we don't want it to be. And when the traffic is bad, and we don't want it to be. And even when uh, the doctor's results don't go our way. And I'm not saying you have to be thankful for those things, but a, a, a heart after God, a, a child of God, a person trying to, a person following Jesus, says, regardless of the circumstances, I, I just want to be thankful. Because I trust you. So who, what, and when? There's never a wrong time to be grateful, and I think that's, I mean, that's just crazy, because there's times in life where it doesn't make sense to be grateful, I'll be honest with you. You know? Like, uh, times where you feel like you just, like, you made the biggest mistake of your life. And you just want to beat yourself up and you want to let shame put a cloak on you. I don't feel like being grateful in those moments. Or when there's death in your life. Or there's pain in your life. Or there's heartache in your life. I mean, it doesn't make sense to be grateful. But again, I don't think it's necessarily about being grateful. It's about trusting our Father. And there's something that happens when uh, when our heart decides to be grateful. You know, in times of pain, in times of turmoil, in times of loss. Again, you don't have to be thankful for those things, but there's something that happens that says. You know, God, I see the circumstances of my life. I see what's going on, but I'm going to trust you. Um, regardless of what happens, I'm going to trust you. And I think that's what he desires. Because again, this whole, this whole life is about relationship. And the more that you give your trust to him, the little moments at a time, or big moments at a time, I think this relationship um, with him deepens. You know, and so rather than it being like a shallow relationship that you kind of turn to in the good times and turn into a, um, a Hail Mary prayer, you know, it's like the shallow surface, we grow deeper and we decide to say, you know, God, like I see the circumstances of my life. I see that things are going wrong, but I want to trust you. And in that moment, I'm telling you, 
that the relationship deepens. And you might, I mean, you might retreat back out of that trust, but there's going to be more opportunities. There's going to be another time to trust him. And the moment that you trust him again, it goes deeper and deeper. And you can continually retreat back into that trust. When life doesn't seem to be going right. You know, Thanksgiving, being thankful to the Father who, for what, for every gift and, and when, all the time. That simply looks like pausing at, pausing just to sit at Jesus' feet. You know, just, just for the simple fact that I can pause and sit at his feet and I'll be in his presence. You know, that's a, that's a scary thought. I think, uh, well, there's a story in the Bible. Um, you guys were wondering when I was going to bring it up. Okay. There's a story in the Bible. I think it's going to come up. Um, but it's, it's, I believe it, it reveals the heart of, of the heart that God wants us to have. It's a story of, of Martha and Mary. And um, earlier this week, it's kind of crazy. Earlier this week, we were um, doing a worship, a worship day in Dickinson. Um, and God put this passage on my heart just to, to bring up. And it was actually kind of the same day that Raph texted me to come over here. So I think um, that God's doing something, something in my life for sure. But I think he wants us to see this. So we're going to read it. Um, and again, I think it reveals the heart that the Father wants us to have. So it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the Master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. And I don't know if I've ever, I mean, I've read that story so many times in my life, but I don't think I've ever seen it in this light. You know, that we can be like Martha. Martha, I mean, Jesus came to her. Jesus came to her house, and she knows he's a prophet. She knows he's, I think she knows he's the Messiah. Um, so she wants to get everything taken care of. She's cleaning the house. She's doing the chores. She's picking the kids up from the school. You know, whatever that looks like. I don't have kids. So. Um, but, but life is happening, and it seems like there's chaos. And Mary, I assume, she's, she's the sister of Martha. So she's got the same things going on. They live together. She has the same exact to-do list rather than do the things on the list, she goes to sit at Jesus' feet. 
And that's so crazy. You know, like a normal person like me, I would think, okay, I like I gotta get this stuff done. You know, like there's there's stuff to there's stuff to get done, I need to do it. You know, like I, I need to go and take care of Christmas is coming, I gotta buy my presents, I gotta do all this, but Jesus says, No, trust me. Trust me that sitting at my feet is worth so much more than getting that list done. You know, like there's actual things that need to be done, but Jesus says, sit at my feet and it will be more rewarding and it will pay off even more. And it takes trust to do that. Absolutely. Um, to, to say that, like, God, I see, I see all this stuff going on in my life. I see that I'm in traffic and it sucks and I'm going to be an hour late to work or whatever. Or I see that it's snowing and I don't want it to snow quite yet. Or I see that my life doesn't look like the way that I want it to. You know, I keep doing the things that I say I'm not going to do. I promise you again and again, I'm not going to do it, but I, I do it again. And it seems like I need to fix that. But Jesus says, no, like, just come into my presence. And trust that that is what's going to heal you, going to change you. and save you and protect you. Trusting is hard. You know, it's, it's sometimes difficult, especially, I mean, in day-to-day -day interactions, it's, it's sometimes difficult to believe that people are, are who they say they are and that they're going to do what they say they're going to do, um, especially if you've been hurt before. You know, if your trust has been broken. Um, and I think that's even more, more so true with God. You know, I, don't, I don't believe that he breaks his trust with us, but I think from our point of view, it looks like it sometimes. You know, like, like when things don't work out the way we wanted it to, the way that we thought he promised, it looks like he broke his trust. But I want to suggest that uh, Just because you've been hurt by someone before, or what looks like uh, you've been hurt by God before, um, that doesn't mean that you can't trust. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't trust. Even when it, even when it feels like the world is again falling apart in front of your very eyes, you, you uh, did the thing you said you weren't going to do, you said something that you absolutely regret, you made, you made a choice that, you know, ten years later you, looking back, you think, well, I wish I wouldn't have done that. When life seems like it's crumbling right before your eyes, to turn your heart 
away from distrust and to trust in God is the response of one of his children. That's what we all are. We're all God's kids. Um, and it doesn't mean that the, the circumstances of your life have changed. Again, sometimes God does miracles and sometimes he doesn't, and I don't know why either of those things. So the circumstances haven't changed, but your heart has changed. And that's the key. Your relationship with the Father has begun to deepen. And you started to realize, oh, he, he was there for me the last time I ran to him. So maybe I should do that again. Maybe I can do that again. Maybe I can trust him in, in this moment again. So when ungratefulness un, uh, or, I mean, in these, like, ungratefulness, um, complaining, these are just, like, surface-level things. That's just, like, the window that shows you what's going on in your life or someone else's life. So when those things start to creep up, it's just an opportunity for you to turn to the Father and, and uh, trust him to deepen this, this relationship. You know, and it's an opportunity to say, I, I don't really know what's going on, God. I really don't. Um, and I don't know why, but I know that, that you've, you've got me in your hands. <coughs> And I know that you'll take care of me. And that's a grateful heart right there. A heart that trusts is a is a heart that's thankful, and vice versa. I don't think you can have either of those things apart from each other. Ralph, would you come up? Now these guys start playing. Um, there's a verse in, uh, actually, Proverbs is kind of filled with a bunch of verses that talk about the power of gratitude and the um, significance of thankfulness in our lives. Um, but Proverbs 25, 25 says, like a drink of cool water to a weary, thirsty soul. So hearing good news revives the spirit. And I read that earlier this week, and I think, I think my spirit was revived just reading it. Um, but I think that all of us are probably in need of some cool water over our spirits. You know. I can just sense um, that some healing needs to happen today, um, and that some healing is going to happen today uh, in this room. And I think it all hinders 
on this one word we've been talking about today, um, the word trust. You know, gratitude is, is the outward, just the outward expression of trust. And so when we talk about the power of gratitude, we're really talking about the power of trust. And so this morning, um, I just want to put it in your, uh, your thoughts and your hearts. Um, Number one, if you uh, if you don't know what it's like to trust, you know the, the Father in heaven. I really, 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 really want to ask you to give it a try. You know, because again, the circumstances of life probably aren't going to change, but the circumstances of your heart will. And that's the relief that we all need. And second, um, I want to ask if um, maybe 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 you know what it's like to have a relationship with with our Father in heaven, um, and what it's like to trust. Uh, but it seems like, you know, he's gone back in his word maybe, or uh, he's broken that trust, or maybe you feel like, you know, so because of the things that have gone on in your life, whether it's broken trust from people or broken trust just with the circumstances, um, that you can't trust him. And so I want to ask today, if that's you, I want to really, 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 really encourage you to Go back into those moments. Go back in your mind. Go back in your heart to those moments of uh, where trust was seems to be broken. And I want to ask you to ask the Father. Really, really ask Him where He was in those moments. You know, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal where He was. And I'm confident that where your heart was broken in those moments, um, he's going to mend it. And oftentimes, uh, this is a daily task for a while. We're going to go back and visit some things that maybe you don't want to visit. I promise you, when you give your heart to trust Him and deepen this relationship, it's really, truly the only thing that will satisfy your soul. So I want you to close your eyes for me. I'm going to read a quote. Um, and I'm just going to let it hang in the air and I'm going to let these guys play for a little bit. But I want, I, want to, I want you to think about those two situations I just described. Um, as I read this. 
This is a quote I have hanging uh, above my desk at home. It says, to trust is to believe that Jesus can and that he wants to. He can and that he wants to talk about all the things that are going on in my mind and in my heart. It's the belief that he can handle the highs and the lows of me. To trust means that I know both that he knows my dark thoughts, my cruel intentions, my joyful dreams, and my loving actions, that he knows everything about me, and that he loves me. Those two things aren't separate from each other. They're together. And so if he knows, if we know that he knows all about us and that he loves us, I have nothing to be afraid of. I can go into his presence freely. And that's what trust is.